I'm Riker, and this is Pilot. Now, the story of a wealthy family who lost everything, and the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together. It's Arrested Development, and this is Pilot's the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. I was worried. <laughs> in today's episode in which we review the pilot for Arrested Development, the Netflix semi-original series. <laughs> I always love that when you start watching Arrested Development mm-hmm. on Netflix, it says, it does say Netflix original. I'm like, mm, only the last two seasons. And then semi comes into it. Does it? It says semi-original. It's semi. very funny. It's clever. That's funny. Has it always been that way? Yeah. Like definitely. Okay. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. After the recuts and everything. Yeah. Oh, it comes after the in Because they have a new <laughs> intro or just things are different, right? Yeah. And it says a Netflix. And I think semi, I can't remember if it does fall into it or if it says it right off the bat. Yeah. But it, it brings your attention to semi-original. Very funny. That's funny that they do it on that, but like Cobra Kai, they're like, well, YouTube Red doesn't count, so we're <laughs> this one's a Netflix original. <laughs> YouTube Red doesn't count. Touche, <laughs> touche. <laughs> like YouTube Red is, oh, do you remember that thing? <laughs> yeah, that, that was cute. Didn't really, that we didn't really do. But hey, we got Cobra Kai out of it. Right, yeah, absolutely. And that's the only thing I know of. So uh, I didn't watch this in its original run. I, I did not either. It was annoying to me in its original one. So totally Very true. much like The Office. The Office. Yeah, because it was just ahead of its time, and we were the wrong age group to appreciate. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if artistry is the right word, although I think that is a fair word. Yeah. Uh, but the artistry of it, the novelness of what the producers were going for, like how yeah. unique it was in terms of tone and quality. Um, but it was, I recall that it was on during like early... American Idol becoming the juggernaut of television years on Fox. I remember (laughs) James Lipton from Inside the Actor's Studio, who was a warden. I wrote it down. Warden Gentle, Stephen Gentle of the prison. And he was just a super weird guy, hosts Inside the Actor's Studio. He's uh, he's very dramatic. He would go on Conan all the time. And was kind of a bit player and now and then get interviewed and they would talk about Arrested Development. And then I would hear people get goofy about Arrested Development. And I would always think, what are you talking about? Like I would see a snippet of it here or there. I'd be like, what is this show? It felt like pseudo reality documentary to me. Because there's like no laugh track. It's narrated. I never sat down and gave it a second of my time or attention. That's where we got Michael Sarah. I knew Michael Sarah from Superbad. That was the thing that made him famous to me, not Arrested Development. Yeah. So there was this whole thing that happened, like this this kind of major <laughs> television achievement with this big cult audience that I kind of so totally missed until uh, Netflix. And not even, the yeah. show hadn't come on to Netflix yet, but by the time I was finishing it, I think a couple months later, season four was coming out. Yeah, I think that I got into it a couple years, just a couple years before they came out with the Netflix series. And I think it was because there were rumors that it was going to come back and... A guy I was dating at the time was like, oh, you haven't seen it? Are you kidding me? You have to. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm not excited about that. What else do you have? <laughs> what else you got? What else you got? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, it was so like Job, so weird. Like some of the stuff that's just so weird. I started making a list of all the goofy things that were so totally arrested development. Yes. That they began to introduce mm-hmm. in the pilot. Uh, the family yacht. Yes. 
the news anchor who I, I look at the news anchor who's commenting on, you know, the Bluth family and the, uh, you know, the mystery box that Job Aztec tries box, to get. Yeah. yeah, the Aztec box for uh, Job's illusion, <laughs> Job being a magician. Uh, and I, I looked at that news anchor and I thought, oh, yeah, they hired a real news anchor. Who's this guy? This guy's um, 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 the news anchor from Arrested Development. He's not a real news anchor. He's just, <laughs> they've cut back to him so, so long. The banana stand. You know, the fact that they mm-hmm. live in the attic of a model home and everything's fake. Oh, yeah. So everything about it's so weird. Yeah. And so funny. And how weird Buster is. Buster so being weird. the, you know, we're getting, I'm, I don't want to get too much into characters, but just the, the mama boy personality. Yeah, kind of challenged, you know, socially yeah. challenged for sure. Just the whole family dynamic. I, I did not remember them setting it up quite so well. And, you know, it's amazing because they only had 22 minutes to do it. Let's talk about that. Absolutely. So our first category that we'll be scoring as successful or unsuccessful <laughs> in the pilot department is genre. So, what does the pilot tell you about the genre? Um, I put that it's an absurd narrated comedy that follows an entitled family accused and guilty of embezzlement. (laughs) Uh, Is the word embezzlement? I feel like it's appropriate because they're basically using company funds for personal use. I don't know that they ever say that it's embezzlement. I don't remember, but... That's embezzlement for sure. Right. I was like, I I definitely hesitated when I wrote it down. I was like, "Mm, this feels, this feels like embezzlement. So is it embezzlement or embezzling? Embezzlement's a word? Yeah. Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) I got to watch some more business shows or something. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I just thought it was embezzling. Okay. So uh, I had that it was an offbeat. You said absurd. Mm-hmm. I said offbeat. I That's think uh, those are somewhat synonymous here. Sure. It's just an offbeat family comedy. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't get quite as specific, but I think it. I think it nails it. Definitely. Yeah, and you know the first twenty minutes. Can in fact, since that was pretty concise, can we write into characters? Yeah. Pass. Uh, pass. Yeah. Total yeah. pass. Because that. Because within the first, you know, three minutes of the show, I didn't keep a track of the uh, time. Yeah. But within the first three minutes of the show, four minutes, whatever it is, before the intro, I had written down on my character card mm-hmm. all the characters, yep. all the main characters, with Ron Howard's um, narration. I always forget that that's who it right? is. Well, Slash, I found out today. But <laughs> <laughs> So you've either always forgotten or never knew. One of those. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Probably both. <laughs> so, and I don't know. I kind of am under the impression... This is one of those things that don't take my word for it. We don't uh, we don't do any history lessons on this show. Yeah, no facts, just yeah, opinions. No facts, but my opinion <laughs> is that I remember hearing or reading somewhere that Ron Howard's identity was kind of secret for the first couple of years. Interesting. I don't think he's in the intro. Or I mean, in the credits. I don't think. Yeah. Okay. That would be really odd to me. Because it feels like a nice little Easter egg when you find out it's yeah. Ron Howard and why it's so quirky. Like, why? what's he doing there? <laughs> You know, when I was thinking about it like a week ago when we decided that Arrested Development would be the thing, I was trying to remember whether it was Michael who was doing the narration. Right. And I was like, no, because I think that, you know, the the person kind of talks on Michael's behalf as well. Like, you know, puts him him in the frame with the family just just like anyone else. Yeah, just an omniscient narrator. Which is probably for the best. It's a lot more amusing that it's just, you know. (laughs) It's a lot more absurd. Absolutely, yeah. And then ridiculously, and I don't think, I don't rank it as a a positive time in the show, but Ron Howard is in the show once it goes on to Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Well, remember they're going out with Rebel, the redheaded girl. We're going to get too specific in, in another era of the show. But yeah, he actually comes yeah. into the show later. And is, but it's the season four. It's all in the season four weirdness where it's like hard to figure out what the show's about anymore. Yeah. But he's right. He plays Ron Howard, the filmmaker, and they're going to make <laughs> oh, this a TV show mm-hmm. out of these guys. That's hilarious. Yeah, I probably had no context for that. So that does sound like, yeah, I had no idea that Ron Howard was the narrator. (laughs) I'm glad we figured that out. (laughs) (laughs) So in the first few minutes, we get in, in, I believe, this order, Mm because I did my best to keep track of the order. Okay. Michael Bluth right away, and they're establishing (laughs) that this is the day that he is about to abandon his family. Yeah. Uh, Played by Jason Bateman. mm -hmm. Uh, Lucille Bluth, which is his mom. Mm -hmm. Lindsay Bluth. Funk, which is his sister, his twin sister. Yeah, I always forget that they're twins yeah. also. Uh, her husband, Dr. Tobias Funk. <laughs> Doctor. Job, <laughs> spelled capital G period, capital O period, capital B period, George Oscar Bluth, Job. Is that what it is? Yeah. I always wondered why they would spell it Gob and have it be Job. I'm uh-huh. like, this is obviously a biblical name. There's been a very specific <laughs> no. spelling from the beginning. That's hilarious. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, they showed it written somewhere at the very beginning. Like, this is Job and put his title card in. Mm-hmm. G period, O period, B period. Yeah. Um, and that's supposed to be Job. And then we're, they're getting arrested on the yacht later. It says uh, Gob. Yeah. Gob I love Bluth. That. And he just eye rolls. <laughs> Plus George Oscar Bluth. Is the name. So it's George Oscar Bluth Bluth, really. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Joe Bluth. <laughs> Total nonsense. Buster Bluth, who we mentioned. Uh, George Michael, which is Michael Sarah, a young Michael Sarah. I assume, you know, this is when he had any, uh, this is probably his most notable first role. I don't yeah, know. I don't know absolutely. his history before he this. He had something before it that it's not really what got him as famous as this anyway. Yeah. Are you aware of that for sure? Not positive, okay. but. I mean, like I said, not facts, only opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um, Disclaimer. <laughs> is there a time that you're aware of seeing him before this? Okay. I'm not. Yeah, Neither when you said I. super bad, I was like, yeah, it's either that or Juno was the other one I knew him from. Oh, right. Uh, maybe his cousin. <laughs> maybe Funk. Is it maybe Bluth Funk? I think it's Funk. I think it's Funk. Uh, and George Bluth. Jeffrey Tambor. So you get all those characters and kind of their quirky in their quirk, right? Absolutely. Their quirk. Yeah. So Michael is the straight man who doesn't really have a quirk. And well he's put. the one with all these crazy people. Are you about to dispute dispute that? No, I said that's very well put. Oh, okay. Well put. Uh, I thought I heard well, but. I thought you, you gave just me a well, are but. used to me being contrarian, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start talking about him. Uh, so he's a straight man. He's the focal point. He's obviously the audience surrogate mm-hmm. and our... Leading man. Yeah. And I think it's important to have him because, man, everyone else is so goddamn crazy that it's just like, <laughs> it would be hard to relate to the show at all if you didn't at least have him. Uh, I don't mean to bring up this contentious point, but um, Ooh, okay. I don't really care for the TV show Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was going to be new news. Okay. <laughs> or ranch dressing. I know. Drama. Um, Even for mozzarella sticks? No, because it's already savory. Like, I don't know. Like You don't dip your mozzarella sticks? In a ranch? Yeah, it's so good. I dip it in marinara. Mm. All right. Agree I'd to have, disagree. I'd well, have, I would dip on. it in some kind of sweet and <laughs> spicy chutney. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I talking about, though? Ranch and friends. Friends. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> friends, the reason I don't like the show. Excuse me. The reason that I... It's, I don't favor the show. He hates it. I hate the show. I <laughs> fucking hate it. I don't get it. 
is all the characters are idiots that I don't like. Yeah. And, uh, and, th- and there's no straight man to like connect to. And this one, like all the characters are idiots that I like mm-hmm. because it's told through the perspective of the straight man that you're, that we can kind of relate to him. Like, yeah, dude, these guys are crazy. I like that spin on it. Interesting. I still disagree with you, but like. <laughs> <laughs> so this is but friends. Basically, <laughs> basically what I'm saying is Arrested Development is the friends of its era. With Jason Bateman. Yeah. Which makes the whole thing better. Yeah, he really grounds anything that he's in, I think. Totally. He's always the same, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't have him be any other way. Yeah. But he's always like, he's like a good, stable friend that you're always happy to come home to who's going to be saying, hey, man, yeah, like, I'm really feeling for you. What are we going to do here? Like, thanks for coming over. We'll help get your shit straight and get you off my floor. I will say his role in Ozark felt a little like slightly different than what he's been doing because he's kind of the bad boy in it and is taking some real risks. Whereas I feel like in this, he's kind of plays it really safe. Oh, sure. But is he the, but his personality, Mm -hmm. isn't it the same Jason Bateman? Oh, more or less. Yeah. Right. Even though it's a darker version. Oh, for sure. But man, that show's so good. It is. I love that show. When's the fourth season coming back? Do you know? I don't know. I'll look into it. (sighs) Because I can't (laughs) wait to review it. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll wait till then. Uh, Okay, so Michael Bluth, his son, I'm going to skip my order here. George Michael. They live in the attic together of the model home. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember that he had been disconnected from Lindsay and a big chunk of their family. I didn't recall that um, George Michael doesn't know his cousin. He doesn't know that his family. That seems odd to me, and I definitely made note of it in this episode because Michael is working for the company. So is he just – how is he also disconnected from the rest of the family? Like he remarks to his father when he's visiting him in jail, you know, I show up on time for work every day. So he right. shows up every day. Like what – and he doesn't Yeah, he's super family. involved. But uh, – Lindsay Blue Funk, Tobias mm-hmm. Funk, and Dr. Tobias Funk, excuse me, <laughs> and so maybe silly. have been elsewhere. And yeah. she's a socialite. She's mm-hmm. like a Paris Hilton, you know, heiress socialite yeah. who just gives time and money to causes such as the, uh, what was Poop? the... Oh, hang on, hang on. I've got the acronym The Jewish for it. Defense League is after her <laughs> because of her engagement Hands with... off our penises. <laughs> I the, missed that. The yeah, the anti-circumcision. Yeah, I was like, wait, what did that say? So I went and looked it up. Yeah, hoop is hands off our penises. Anti-circumcision movement. And funny enough, <laughs> we were talking about circumcision when we sat down before we started watching the before we went to work. We were talking about circumcision, which is not a topic I really bring up very often. No, it was really <laughs> odd. So, for, so ten minutes later, when we're finding out. Oh, yeah, about hoop, the anti-circumcision alliance hands off our penises. Was, <laughs> well, that was weird that that would have come up. It's like we knew. <laughs> um, Tobias, I just yeah. mentioned Lindsay, and we just I just gave a talk. Played by Portia movie. de Rossi. Yes, Ellen's wife. Ah, Ellen did, did well. Did well. She She's did good. She's gorgeous. She? She's a honey. I love her. Yeah, and she plays, you know, I, I, she plays kind of a different role in everything I've seen her in. Oh. I've seen her in, she's also in Allie McBeal, where she plays kind of a stuck-up bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still amazing, though. Um, and then she's in Better Off Ted, and she's kind of a robot in that. Like, very superior to everyone, she's great at everything, and she's really? kind of... Yeah, oh, if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. Hmm. Maybe we'll watch the pilot someday. Maybe one day. Maybe. Do you add <laughs> that to your list? 
There you go. You knew. <laughs> Busy hands. At least I'm not signing my name. I was about to make a joke about that. All right. Beat I beat you to it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a race. Okay. It is. Uh, so Tobias, I wrote down about Tobias. David Not Cross. gay. <laughs> Not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Actor. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. It's. I found it amusing that his wife has apparently always thought he was gay, <laughs> which well, speaks, I think, more to her than it does him. Because he ends up on the barge or the boat of uh, of gays protesting the yacht club. And they're dressed which... as pirates. And they're apparently actors, not gay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, they were gay. He said most of them aren't gay. They're just actors. Oh, no, he, they weren't pirates. They weren't pirates. Oh. They're actors, but they're actors. So they were all gay. Oh, okay. I missed that. <laughs> Interesting. That's hilarious. Because the show starts with Michael talking to his mom, mm-hmm. Lucille, uh, and she says... I can't remember what the line is. I wish I wrote it down, but something about the homosexuals. Oh, no, no, I wrote that one down. Oh, good. This is my first. Look at what the homosexuals have done to me. And he says, I don't think it's that bad. Like, you think maybe you could just. And he's like talking about her hair. Yeah. And, uh, and then she storms off. And then we <laughs> find out that the homosexuals are a boat of gay pirates protesting. Yeah. And Lindsay says, I have that same blouse. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's my blouse. I like it better on him. Yeah. The, right. Uh, <laughs> Lucille says, I like it better on him. Yeah, such a catty thing to say. <laughs> and they don't realize it's Tobias until later after the yacht gets busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and R- Tobias rolls back up and he goes, guys, like, great. I learned this you know, really important thing I need to share. And he said, I thought I was boarding a boat with pirates. He <laughs> says, but most of them aren't pirates. They're uh, they're." They're actors, I think. And he said, and it made me realize however it goes. But it's making him realize his calling. Or it's making him realize something about himself. And Lindsay says, you're gay. He <laughs> goes, no, Lindsay. Like, and we've been over this so many times. <laughs> I want to be an actor. <laughs> and it starts his journey of becoming, I think. That For the rest of the show. The rest, rest of the, the show. Absolutely. So weird. He's, Which and I added to my plot so card. Because it's, it's an ongoing plot. Totally. Totally. There's so many ongoing threads. And that's kind of what the wonderful thing about it, too, yeah. is that they just kind of trickle them in throughout the series. I mean, yeah. short episodes. Short, short. Do you remember when he has the bit later on where he gets hair transplants? Like, he gets hair, and he has some bad reaction to his hair transplants. That sounds familiar. That's making him sick, and he's, like, dying, and he's in a wheelchair, and he's all... <laughs> I, I feel like uh, Lindsay probably makes some sort of a campaign or a fundraiser yes, around it. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> and then people find out, wait a second, this is a totally optional syndrome that you have. All you need to do is lose your hair plugs and then you'll be fine. <laughs> it's funny because Lindsay always seems like her heart's kind of in the right place. Like she always wants to go for a fundraiser, a big mm-hmm. movement, but it's always for like the wrong causes. Right. She's like an irrelevant socialite. Oh, absolutely. So uh, we're going to get too far into this, but I was just remembering best Tobias moments. Yeah. There's one where he gets lit on fire by mistake, (laughs) and it's at some event where it's one that Charlize Theron is in it uh, Mm -hmm. for a couple episodes. And meanwhile, I think they're going for a wedding or something by the pool, and Job is going to do an illusion in which he walks on water <laughs> on the pool. Tobias gets lit on fire and they shoot it like it's like the camera's moving around, rocking mm-hmm. around like you can't see what's going on. I seem to recall it, that's what it was because you don't see anything. Yeah. Tobias is on fire. He gets in the water to try to put the fire out. 
And he says, I'm not going underwater. I'm not going underwater. Because whatever the illusion was, yeah. made it so that he couldn't. So he's just on fire <laughs> on top of the water. Okay, sorry, I was start crying right there. <laughs> no, it was hilarious. <laughs> okay, who else do we got? Michael and his love affair with Maybe. Let's oh, talk about Michael. Yeah, and George maybe. Michael. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, George Michael. Yeah, it was that was that also is an ongoing thread for the rest of the series. Yeah. Which is so uncomfortable. So. The incest is best. <laughs> incest uh, is bet, best. Bit that's going on. Because they make out the <laughs> first episode on the yacht to make a, to, to, sh- that'll show them. That's yeah. going to make a point to the parents that we, we don't see each other enough as cousins, just some cute guy that I met. Yeah. So they're making out on the boat. Nobody catches it. Yeah. The cops come to bust the party. <laughs> and Mike, George Michael forever after that. As I knew a, that it was against the law. Right? I knew thinking? it was against the law. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as the cops are showing up. Uh, <laughs> and forever after that has this huge crush on Maybe. Yeah. And then we find out much later in the show that the reason Maybe doesn't want to make out with him again is because he used too much tongue. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. I did not remember that at all. Oh, that's so funny. And Maybe, mm-hmm. right away she meets George Michael when he's working the banana stand. Yeah. Uh, established 1953, <laughs> uh, is just a troublemaker out of the gate. Oh, yeah. Well, she Such doesn't get her parents' attention. Like, they're both very self-absorbed people. Yeah. So, of course, she's never going to get the attention. So, she's always trying to do something just outrageous to piss them off or mm-hmm. get... I mean, like, did you notice that when, in the very last scene, when, you know, Michael was saying, hey, you know, George Michael, you're... Everyone's... You know, these guys are going to live with you. They said, Lindsay, oh, and her husband... And then they didn't even like it. Maybe in that. And I was like, damn, you so overlooked. Like, and then he was like, you're going to have to share a room with your cousin, which was a little, but I mean, it, he didn't initially mention her. That, that was weird. Totally been. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay's going to come live with us. Yeah. So is her husband. Oh yeah. And maybe, maybe he'll be here too. <laughs> I didn't, you're right. That was probably very deliberate Purposeful. that they yeah. did that. Cause there would have been enough decision makers there to realize, Hey, this is kind of weird, right? Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I have to say, um, George Michael is kind of a pitiable character otherwise. Like, I really felt bad for him living in the attic, being so isolated from his family. Like, the fact that he just so badly wants to see his family. Like, the scene where he... Yeah, the scene where he hugs Lindsay and like, oh, we're probably not going to see you for a long time after this. And it was just like, oh, you poor guy. You're living in the attic with your dad. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, And he's just... His dad's very like, here's what we do. Here's the right thing to do. And he's just so agreeable. Yeah. And his dad's kind of controlling, but mm-hmm. not in a controlling way. Yeah. In a, we're just going to do the right thing kind of way. Yeah. But it doesn't open it up to much discussion Absolutely. because he is agreeable. And they have a really, really good dynamic. Like they seem to be really super close, almost like a clone of each other, which yeah. is why when you take Troublemaker Maybe and juxtapose that against uh, Goody Two Shoes. Um, George Michael, you realize, okay, his dad being the straight man has raised a kid. Uh, Mom's not around. I I don't remember if we ever established if the mom passed away. I think she passed away, but I don't don't have any memory of it. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. Um, You know that point that you're talking about when Lindsay's doing whatever she's going for in the Mm -hmm. attic, and then, oh, yeah, hey, there you are. Um, And they hug it out. Mm Mm-hmm. At that point, we don't know Lindsay at all. I, there, there's no reason for that moment to really hit, right? Yeah. He does. We know as we know Lindsay as well as George Michael knows Lindsay Absolutely. at that point in time, and uh, and yeah, yeah, you feel that. You know, mm-hmm. you feel the pain of 
he just feels pretty alone in the world. Yeah. He's got a good thing with his dad, but he's an only child. He doesn't really have any friends. He's got this cousin, he, you know, apart from the sexual tension, still has a cousin <laughs> he would like to connect with. <laughs> so he's got this yearning for family mm-hmm. that Michael wants to cut these people loose more than anything wants to cut these people loose. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a lot. That's a big heart part of the show that I never really realized. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I will say the one thing I felt like that sets George Michael apart from his father is that he seems very non-judgmental, whereas totally. his dad is like totally judgmental, like fuck these people. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You know, he's had a lot more time and experience with them, but <laughs> yeah, it was one major difference and maybe one of the few that I noted between the two of them. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he just he's. He's likes everybody, you know, mm-hmm. he, he wants to, he wants a piece of all of it. Like he wants his dad's approval. He wants, uh, his cousin's love. <laughs> he wants his, uh, aunt and uncle's, you know, familiarity. Um, and Michael just super doesn't. Yeah. And makes it pretty clear. We're going to get away from these people soon. <laughs> yeah. But George Michael didn't have the experiences Michael did or does and, and doesn't hate him like Michael does. Absolutely. Which, you know, I can't blame the guy. Yeah, no kidding. They're pretty detestable. They're insufferable. Oh, they're the worst. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about... We actually get them last. uh, No, we don't get them quite last. We get, I think, maybe afterward. But uh, no, we don't. I don't know. I have him last on my list. George Bluth. Yeah, I also had him last. Yeah, okay, we did see him last. I just don't remember maybe his introduction. Yeah, and they don't seem to have written down that actor's name. Do you happen to know? Jeffrey Tambor. Thank you. My friend Jeff met Jeffrey Tambor when, when my friend Jeff was working at LAX airport, like serving tables in the executive lounge or whatever. Ooh. And Jeffrey Tambor came through, and when he was signing his bill, I think saw that, oh, your name's Jeff? My name's Jeff, which Jeff knew that Jeffrey Tambor's name was Jeff. Yeah. And then they joked about how they spell their names, Jeff. And, uh, <laughs> and I guess Jeffrey Tambor says to Jeffrey, <laughs> He says, yeah, don't you, you know when people spell their name G-E-O-F-F? <laughs> and then they took a minute to make fun of Jeffries that spell their name Gioff. <laughs> and I know it's just a fun, weird story about that time my friend Jeffrey met Jeffrey Tambor. <laughs> That's really cool. That's hilarious. He seems like he'd be a funny guy. It was fun that he made time for him. Yeah, absolutely. Course, he had a rough last couple of years, I think, uh, but... We're not ones to judge, so let's steer clear. <laughs> right In case he wants to come on our show, let's yeah, not oh, burn we'd that be bridge. Glad to have him. Yeah, sounds like you might have a connection. That's a good point. <laughs> Got to get my friend Jeff to start listening to this, so he could put in a good word for it. Yeah, drop a line. I'm sure he's already listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who else do you have? Well, we didn't talk about George Bluth much. He is no, the president right. of the Bluth Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passes management over to his wife when it clearly should be Michael. Yeah. Very weird. He's always wearing a cowboy hat at the beginning, which makes no sense to me and is totally hysterical. It's a rich person thing. That's exactly it. I've seen very few people who actually work with horses that wear cowboy hats. It's usually the fucking rich people. Right. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. It's not totally unheard of. Want to be cowboys. Want to be cowboys. You know, empire builders. Yeah. They look at themselves like pioneers. Like Exactly. You know, I was watching. I'm finally wrapping up this season of Yellowstone. And, uh, and I'm like appreciating like that type of person like oh yeah i would that would be the envy of like your life is to be some big western landowner and then you see him wearing a cowboy hat like that and think never mind <laughs> 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 there it is that's what you're talking about it's a rich person thing i 
bet you'd grow to like it. You don't have to do your hair. Oh, I don't think. I'm sure I would like it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I would probably really like, I don't heroin immediately, which is why I stay away from it. <laughs> I've heard good things. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know that we get a whole lot of him here. He gets arrested Mm-mm. in the episode. Yeah. My favorite, he had a line was, I didn't keep up on my quote card, which is unfortunate. There's just so many there quotes There were so that come many. That was the fullest card I had. Right. There's just so many that come at you that I didn't even realize I needed to be that on top of my game. Oh, yeah, Because I would have dismissed others. But Michael goes to him to actually formally quit mm-hmm. after his mom is the president of the company now. And then she passes management over to Buster, who's an yeah. idiot. And uh, he says, Dad, I'm quitting the company. And his dad looks at him and says, it's probably a good career move. (laughs) (laughs) I really like that. There's just a very clear understanding between men right there. Absolutely. But that's the whole first season he's in prison. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. It is. Um, In that same scene, I really appreciated that he betrays his misunderstanding of the law yes. <laughs> and you know that he would have given the company to michael but he doesn't want him to be the fall guy and you know you as you him. know yeah as you know you can't <laughs> arrest a man and wife for the same crime right. dad that's not true <laughs> ah shit <laughs> i've got the worst fucking attorneys and they bleep out fucking right there which is an ongoing joke i've got the worst attorneys later yeah. they say in like the netflix years mm-hmm. in flashbacks he says I've got the best attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Henry Winkle, Rent Winkler from Happy Days with Ron Howard. Yeah. Uh, who's the attorney? Who's just a, the worst attorney in the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, who gives him stuff like that. No, 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 this is how we're going to do it. But yeah, it was nice that he, he just talks mm-hmm. straight to him and says, no, Michael, I yeah. wasn't going to implicate you in this. Yeah. You got to be clear of this. Like, you're you're a good one. Like, I, I would not I would protect you. It Your mom's going to be though. fine, too, because they can't arrest us both for the same time. <laughs> The worst fucking attorneys. <laughs> I loved that when, so they would do this thing next time on Arrested mm-hmm. Development. Yeah. Some of the things were actually threads that were going to come up next time. Mm-hmm. Some of them were total nonsense, never to be seen again. Oh, I missed that. The rules didn't matter, kind of like our podcast. I love it. <laughs> and uh, they, <laughs> he says, and he's got his. He's got his do-rag on his head, and he's... I don't really know what that is, so I'm sorry if I got the word wrong. Cut that out if I screwed that up, please. <laughs> he's got Back his right, do-rag thing on his head. and um, Tobias? No. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. George, George. Bluth does in prison, and... Uh, that makes sense. Michael's saying to him... I can't remember Michael's setup for it, but he says, you're... You like it here? <laughs> and he says, I am having the time of my life. This is in the visiting room mm-hmm. at the prison. And he puts his hand out as a guy passes behind him for a high five. He goes, sup, T-Bone. I swear that was in an episode, though. Was that total oh. nonsense? No, no, no. Some of it's nonsense. Okay. Some of it they carry through. Oh, okay. So, I thought you said this one was nonsense. And I'm like, no, there no. was a whole thing. <laughs> no, no. They, at the end of the show, they always yeah. do the next time on Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. And it's full of just whatever they want in there. Some yeah. of it never comes up again. That's something that comes up and is a part of that storyline until he's no longer enjoying prison. But it was <laughs> so funny to me. And that was my favorite part of when Bluth is away from his, when uh, George Bluth is away from his family for like the first season or two whole seasons or a season and a yeah, half, yeah, it's or like something. a vacation. Yeah, yeah, and he's and he loves it and it, like 
you know when you look back at things that you loved about a show early on and then we get away from that because it's, it's time to go away from that? Yeah. And explore some other areas. And then you go review a show again and you think, oh, I forgot how ingenious that was. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of those things for me. Like I forgot how ingenious it was of the show to have him in prison the entire time and having the time of his life. Yeah, and it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's actually a surprisingly lovable guy. Like for being as stupid <laughs> as he is. <laughs> And, you know, entitled, I guess, is more so. Awful. Like, he's, like, a genuinely bad person. Oh, yeah. But you don't know it. There's lo- there's always money in the banana stand. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I wish that was here. It wasn't here yet. There's yeah. always money in the banana stand. Yeah, I really appreciated that ongoing thread. Did yeah. When did we finally get the reveal on what that meant? Was that When they burned three? the banana stand down? Was that in season three or four? No, that was early. I think that was okay. season one. Oh, really? That's yeah. hilarious. There's something in, in some act of rebellion and defiance... George Maybe. Michael, oh. or Michael says to George Michael, let's burn this thing down. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember. Oh, and that's he says hilarious. to his dad, we burned down the banana stand. And his dad says, you did what? There's $100,000 in the banana stand. There was? What did you not understand about there's always money in the banana stand? <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's good. Okay, let's truck along. Buster Bluth. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've got to start with a quote for <laughs> for him. Buster, the guy who thought the blue on the map was land. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to run the family company now? Yeah. That Lucille put in charge of. Operation. But yeah, there, yeah, basically delegated. He was a fall guy. Yeah. He wouldn't let Michael be the fall guy. He became the fall guy. Makes He's sense. A, they, we see him at one meeting after Michael steps down and says, see you later, fuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one hour later, Lucille's saying, we need Michael. Yeah. So they hosted intervention. <laughs> he says this is an intervention. Feels like an imposition. Call it whatever you want. I want to call it an imposition. <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, so Buster is at the conference table for a board meeting. Mm-hmm. It's like slipping down in his chair like a child. And yeah. He plays it like such a child. Oh, he He's, does. The actor is so fun. I forget his name. I know his name. I'm sorry. I forget it right now. I have Tony Hale. Tony Hale. Um, as he slips out of the chair, he goes, oh, you guys are so smart. <laughs> like Blaze dead. <laughs> All of his panic attacks and his hyperventilating. He starts playing the drums at one of the dramatic family meetings that Michael's laying down the law. He goes, hey, buddy, you can't do that on the patio or on the balcony. Mom says it's too windy out. And then he's got that stupid look on his face. Yeah. i got a cousin that makes that stupid look sometimes. <laughs> Whenever I feel like he's being an idiot. So whenever I see that, it's like, oh, it's one of those facepalm, eye-rolling moments. Like, jeez. You'll have to let me know later if you all pick up that. There were no names here. Oh, fair. You know, I, I don't know what stupid faces I make. I'm just judging somebody else. I'm not, uh, not removed from it. <laughs> I'm not better than that. I'm just observing that that yeah. was stupid. I just don't see what stupid facial tics I have. <laughs> George, oh, so Buster, also the massage, the shoulder massage. Oh, yeah. Thread. That's an ongoing thing. Yeah. I, I, it is here. I don't remember it. But I didn't remember it here either. Yeah. So it's, you know what, though? I watched the pilot of this show when I watched the show. Uh, and a couple months later, started watching the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't remember Buster in the pilot at all by the time I got to the second episode. Funny. I've seen the pilot now, I think, twice since the initial watch. And Buster's all over it. I have no idea how yeah. it's just slipped my memory. Because he wasn't super integral to the plot. I yeah, think. I think he was just, he was 
they definitely explore all of his quirks that he was his aspiration is to be an explorer (laughs) and he is apparently taking cartography classes which is why it's so surprising that he thinks that the blue was land (laughs) it's like he had the tools they were there like even if it wasn't the most intuitive thing in the world (laughs) he has more experience so like one would think than i do he's actually studied this (laughs) (laughs) who else do you have uh, really quick, Tobias is his last name isn't Funk; it's Funke, right? Uh, Funk. Funk. The dots are over the U. Right, Umlau, I think. I don't know. If that's what <laughs> Tyler uh, Irvin always told me it was Skut called. Tyler Irvin, Mervin. Skut- <laughs> Tyler Mervin, yeah. <laughs> Skut- um, <laughs> sounds like you're beatboxing over there. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try, but I didn't want my first beatbox. Beat- Box? Yeah. Attempt to be right now. Wow, that was such an old person <laughs> moment. <laughs> Is that what the kids call it? <laughs> okay. Beatboxing had its day in the 80s. <laughs> uh, okay. I think I think we kind of roundly hit everybody enough. Cool. Job, we probably got to really be clear about Job. He is a member mm-hmm. of the Magician's Alliance. Yeah. So he Absolutely. gets kicked out, though, at the end because his... Uh, Trick gets exploded. His eighteen thousand dollar illusion that he purchased that, for the uh, yacht, the Bluth Company purchased. Yeah, the as Bluth Company. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael keeps finding out through this. This will start getting us in, into the plot, I would say. Mm-hmm. But yeah. let's round out characters. Um, I don't think you could ask for a better, especially for a show like this who has a pretty large main cast. Oh yeah, large ensemble. Nine, I would say, in a traditional mm-hmm. broadcast show, seven was about the average. Yeah. When you'd see one with nine or ten, it was kind of a big show. So this was a big Definitely. cast. And and they just really artfully put everybody in there. I everybody, agree. even if they didn't have something huge to the plot, everybody had their moment. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a moment where if you were an actor or a comedian, if you were one of these hilarious uh, performers who was in this show, you really got some time to shine. Absolutely. So I would call that a uh, an outstanding success of the introduction of the audience to the characters. All right. I just want to call out the actors on some of these that we had missed. Um, so Joe Bluth was played by Will Arnett, who mm. is just freaking hilarious in everything I've seen him Such in. Such a funny guy. Um, Jessica Walter, who, by the way, uh, well, I'll finish the sentence, who plays Lucille Bluth, also plays a very similar mm. character in Archer. Archer. So, you know, when we eventually do that, I think that if nothing else, you'll like it for, hey, that's Lucille. <laughs> I always like to comment, too, on women that are older than me when they are just beautiful women. Mm-hmm. I think Jessica Walter is one of those just beautiful, just timelessly beautiful women. Yeah. Uh, and she has such a presence. Oh, absolutely. When she plays just a total asshole in this. Such a presence. I love her so much. She really enjoys playing the asshole, I heard in one of her interviews. Really? And she apparently doesn't drink much. She's not much of a drinker. She makes a hell of a martini, but yeah, she doesn't really drink. She's probably the sweetest lady in the world, she right? That's probably why she loves playing a monster so I bad. I think so. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's all I've got for characters. So, right. strong pass. Uh, strong pass, which leads us into plot. Which I think we were discussing this earlier, Mm -hmm. that when a show has a strong hook, which is the last category that we score, Mm -hmm. and a strong presentation of a genre, the first category that we score, the plot almost becomes not irrelevant, but it's kind of spoken for. Redundant, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Redundant, good word, and I know what that means. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's okay. I wasn't going to test you or anything. <laughs> no, no, no. I really do. I love the word redundant. That's probably my favorite word. Um, you have, uh, when you have a clear genre and clear hook, the plot is like, well, what more can we say about it? And this is one to me, not to spoil the ending here sure. for the hook, but this is one that it, to me, becomes redundant. Yeah, So absolutely. you say, what's the plot of the show to come? And it's easier in older broadcast shows, yeah. I think, because it's a repetition on the same formula, right? Where are we going from here? Mm-hmm. We're going to the same place over and over in hilarious ways. But the plot of the show, once Michael determines that he'll stay here uh, and be with his crazy wacko family, for especially for George Michael, and he reconnects with Lindsay toward the end, and they had not spoken a word to each other in a year, and nobody's ever acknowledged it, which I think is very funny. Um, but it's, uh, just going to be more, more of him here managing these idiots that are always trying to undermine even their own goals, even their own needs, constantly sabotaging themselves, the company, each other. Because they're all so self-absorbed. And he's got such a huge task, but it seems pretty clear to me. The show is going to be more of this hilarious, toxic family dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we've already pointed out some of the threads, but, you know, maybe ploy for her parents' attentions, another like ongoing one that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's the main one I've got. But it, they, I definitely appreciate that Michael is the grounding influence because it gets crazy. Everyone becomes absurd and they really hold to those threads throughout the part, you know, the continuing episodes. And this is not the last, this wasn't like, Hey, we all made peace and I'm staying here. It's yeah. like every couple episodes, certainly every season, there's a point in time where I've had enough of you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I almost forgot my, one of my favorite quotes here. Uh, so why is Michael so happy? Because he's decided to never speak to these people again. <laughs> <laughs> like they're gathering for a picture in the narrator. <laughs> Who is Ron Howard, as I found out today. Uh Uh, (laughs) Say the end part again. He's never going to speak to these people again. Yeah. So why is Michael so happy? Because he's decided to never speak to these people again. (laughs) So the end of season one, the end of season two, the end of season three, I feel like all the whole time is always him trying to break away from these people. Oh, yeah. They're toxic. Yeah. By the later Netflix years, you find out that Michael's really, he plays it straight, Mm -hmm. but he's not that great. Yeah. Which I actually don't think is uh, was a better way to go. Yeah. It didn't feel as true to his character that he really is the responsible one yeah. and these guys are all clowns. Yeah. And it shows evolve and he still remained the responsible one, but some of it was just like he was the best presenter, but he's still a bluth. <laughs> which I can kind of appreciate I can appreciate that, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... still a bluth after all. It's not to say you can't deviate from your family's horrible patterns, but like they've got to leave a mark. <laughs> right. Well, remember the chicken thing? There's so many great threads that yeah. we would like. If somebody wanted to do a podcast, I'm sure there is one. I wish we had one on top of mind that we could promote here. But yeah, uh, if there were any great uh, Arrested Development podcasts, leave a comment. Yeah, that would be really cool. Actually, I would yeah. actually listen to that. You know what? I do want to say, I'm going to take a break from what we're talking about specifically right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we joke every week about. Um, I certainly do about leave us some hate mail. Uh, this is a podcast and really the goal here is to have a discussion about TV shows, especially in a time in the world where, you know, stuff gets pretty dramatic and ugly and I'm not always, I get tired of talking about some of those things. And yeah, like they're all just, controversial. Yeah. This is controversial in a good way. <laughs> really fun to retire to fantasy land and yeah. just talk about stupid TV shows that you love or hate and enjoy hating. Um, but you know, 
really, we do want to invite you guys to have the conversation with us. That is really the whole point. So I hope you feel like you're having part that you are participating in the conversation with us when you listen. And actually, please leave a note, send an email uh, by whatever means you prefer. Uh, join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. That being said, um, where do we do? We just rounded out the plot. I think so. I think we did because basically Michael's going to be working on fixing the the problems that are happening and it you know we had already kind of mentioned it but everyone's spending company funds for their own so stuff. So much money. And so a lot of it is going to be them you know figuring out how to like you know make money to, su money to support themselves mm -hmm. because they haven't had to. Yeah. Oh I know what I was saying. There mm -hmm. are so many threads like uh, Oscar Bluth who we don't get here. Uh, oh, I was just yeah. remembering the Job's girlfriend who's on like the Spanish language oh, yep. soap opera. Uh, Los Hermanos. Oh, okay. No, the, the hermano is her son. <laughs> Job thinks that she's seen another man, but she's actually just talking about brother. The word's just brother. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it creates all this conflict. She was such a big character early yeah. on. She was such a good character too. You never see again. You see, what's her name? Elaine from Seinfeld. Uh, Julia, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Mm -hmm. uh, she's got her bit where she's the she's the blind attorney yes. who's faking being I blind. I forgot about pity. that. There's so many great things we forget yeah. about. So mm -hmm. that's what I was saying. If anybody you know knows of other other podcasts, there's got to be so much fun stuff to delve into in Arrested Development that we don't have time for. But there are so many classic things that you forget about them. It's like, how did they fit all those brilliant, memorable things into three seasons? Yeah, absolutely. I always forget it's only three seasons too, because there's, I mean, granted, Netflix has added more. No, I said like, memorable things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. The confusion is the only thing I remember from the last two. Oh, four and five is so bloated and it's so, like four, the original cut of four, I see some appeal in because mm -hmm. it was just, it was, you know, a restart. Yeah. Right. What do we call that? Reboot. Say, yeah, we get a reboot. So it's maybe not quite the same, not all the same things you love, but yeah. kind of done at a quality level with best intentions. Sure. But it was a fiasco. And then they do the recut. And it's a bigger fiasco. And then they do season five, which they release in two parts. And by the end of it, you couldn't even remember what I the couldn't remember. Were. That's exactly I it. I don't remember the storyline. I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah. Liza Manelli gets some particularly good material. Oh, yeah, I do too, remember though, I that. Think. That's true. Okay, so maybe it wasn't all terrible, but it's definitely not what the first three seasons were. There was a couple little gems in there. Yeah. But you have things like George Bluth's personality flip with Oscar Bluth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it never gets restored. So there's just certain things that you just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like I got left hanging on. Yeah. In the end, I think season four and five were creative failures. To That's say fair. It. Okay. So in case Netflix felt like maybe we were hinting towards a reboot, no, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Like, you guys are done. You botched that. It's tap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the hook. So right. plot, successful. Mm -hmm. okay. I agree. What would you say our hook is? Um, Michael comes back and must come to terms with his family, hilarious family dynamics to follow. The plot. Yeah, really basically absolutely. a variation in the plot, which is because it ends with um, Michael Sarah's character, George Michael, finding out that he has to share a room with his cousin that he's got a great big boner for at this point in time. So weird. So weird. Incest is best, baby. 
And uh, <laughs> it's an ongoing joke between one of my other cousins and I. <laughs> no, my aunt used to have this little, maybe it was my aunt, maybe it was my sister. There was some stupid rhyme for it, like, incest is the best, so put your family to the test. And I was like, no. <laughs> um, Continue. <laughs> so it ends on, and I got to say, Michael Sarah as a kid back then, mm-hmm. and maybe... They were adorable kids. They were, yeah. Like, they're our age, a little older, I think. So it's, like, it's weird to be old now. And, like, I watched The Wonder Years. Those kids were always older than me. Now, anytime I watch The Wonder Years, they're kids. Yeah. There used to be the part where they were little kids and the part where they were older kids. Mm-hmm. No matter where they were in the spectrum, always way older than me. And then yeah. you watch back and it's like, these were children. Uh, like, yeah. Fred Savage never even grew all the way. Like, he's still <laughs> a little boy. <laughs> Anyway, you watch these guys, and Michael Sarah was like such a cute kid. He was like such a goofball, dorky guy. He was, yeah. And when when they end on his face, finding out he's got a share room with maybe the panic in his eyes, <laughs> and then it cuts. You know, that for me isn't necessarily the hook, but it represents what I'm intrigued by, which is you want to see all these threads continue to play out. Absolutely. You want to see these actors and comedians continue to have the time of their life making this show because it lo- it's just fun to be a part of. Absolutely. And it's fun. It's fun to watch. It looks like it was fun to make. The whole thing, like top to bottom, is just such a fun time. I want more of that. Definitely. And that's the hook. I agree. Cool. All right. Clear pass. Clear On pass. all four fronts and overall. Totally. Uh, what shall we tell our listeners? Well, let me... Uh, finish it out with a quote card because there was only one that I wrote down and didn't cross out through the the whole Great. thing of it and it is one of those ongoing threads it's um when Michael calls something a magic trick and <laughs> Job goes illusion Michael a trick is what a whore does for money and that's the <laughs> funniest line to me that's I didn't remember that it was in this and he's in front of little kids yeah. who are there to see the magic <laughs> trick and he looks at the kids oh <laughs> It has that devious look that he has. Yeah. Will Arnett always looks devious. Yeah, he does. Totally. <laughs> but I love the guy. It seems like there's nobody nicer in the world. You know, he's a good example, though, in the show as a whole, mm-hmm. what unique talents all of these people are. Yeah. Because, he, you know, Will Arnett plays other characters, mm-hmm. but it's always Will Arnett playing a character. And yeah. Not like you see the seams of, oh, yeah, he's just putting it on. He's playing a character. But he plays such characters like he has such wit and such timing and such a unique wit and they all do and it's different across the board with everybody absolutely like everybody is just so particularly talented i feel like you know and i always mention that there's talent and there's skill um not that there's you know not there's any confusion between the difference but it was like to highlight you know somebody got to have a lot of natural talent um and then hone that talent and become very skilled too then you got other people who maybe aren't as naturally talented, but they become very skilled at something. So could you imagine, like The Office, when there's the, on YouTube they have the other audition tapes with yeah. other actors that were nearly there? Or it's like, yeah, you're perfectly skilled, you're perfectly fine, but you, like, you don't have that magical talent for this character. Yeah, or you just, just don't know the character as well. thing that like, you couldn't replace those people. Mm-hmm. This one feels like one of those that, that you can't replace any of these people. How do you find somebody who could play Tobias? Like, David Cross plays Tobias. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. David Cross is so... He's also in Archer several times, is by he? the way. And I swear, just playing David Cross. David Cross has just a very absurd character that he always plays, I think. So fucking weird. 
I love him. <laughs> <laughs> he plays an anthropologist in, in Archer. I'm, I'm sure he makes it very weird. He he's does. an anthropologist. He makes it so weird. <laughs> <laughs> he hangs out with some cannibals and is like studying a cannibal tribe. So you know that it's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's imaginative. <laughs> so that'll probably round us out for today. I think so. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, next tuning in. <laughs> next week, right? Yeah, not a thing. Um, <laughs> thanks for clicking on our selecting. <laughs> Thank you for your selection. Um, next week we'll be doing HBO, the HBO Max original, which is the flight attendant. The flight attendant, or is it flight attendant? I think it's the flight attendant. Well, we should probably. That's probably one of those little factual points that we should double check. I'd be really good at just cutting the the out of my thing. <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't mush mouth it. Oh, I don't know. Were you confident that <laughs> it's called the flight, flight attendant? attendant? Yeah. Oh, okay, I wasn't. Um, I saw the pilot. You haven't seen the pilot yet? I've seen the whole show today. Oh, when we discussed you know it, you hadn't seen it. Yeah, I hadn't. Three days ago when we discussed it last. I watched it all in one sitting. I'm going to go ahead and just say that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that one yeah. for reasons that we'll get into next week. I'm dying to know what those reasons are. <laughs> Tell me when you finish Roseanne. we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Today. Four episodes left all until right. we get to the lost season. <laughs> Uh, if you have any hate mail or really glowing love mail <laughs> or suggestions out, for a show, for because too. I will say we have absolutely reviewed a hundred percent of the shows suggested, suggested. to us. Mm-hmm. So totally your true. odds are good. Totally true. How many suggestions have we had? <laughs> We've had one. Just the one. <laughs> Millions of listeners and only one suggestion. See, this is why I'd like people to know that we really want them to engage in the conversation. Absolutely. So when we hilariously request hate mail, what we're really saying is... Engage with us. Engage. If you disagree, we want to hear about it. Absolutely. Yeah. We're not right. We're just the ones with the microphones. So <laughs> <laughs> we get another microphone, and then we can have an all-out debate. Right. All right. Uh, you can find us at pilotsthepodcast.com. If you would like to write us an email, do so through the portal on pilotsthepodcast.com or write us an email to our email address, pilotsthepodcast at gmail.com. Yep. That's pilotsthepodcast at gmail.com. All right. Well, we will see you. <laughs> and by see you, we mean that you will hear us. Uh, and if you're not hearing us, probably disconnect Bluetooth and try again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, same time. Same handle. I'm Riker. And I'm Shmi. And this is Pilots.